Hi, I'm John. I'm the person who once had a clean out of Gary Busey's pants. Okay. Nothing about that story is surprising, sadly. Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, and joining me on this podcast is my co-host, Laura Arnold. That's it? I just get... There's no... Well, I didn't... Oh, goodness. So, um, <laughs> this is like this is like prime podcast stuff, and you I know, just skipped well, it. <laughs> well, remember, we we decided because, you know, we've been in quarantine for the past 16 months. So we're running out of these stories that we tell to introduce the episodes. So right, we decided right. for the guests weeks, we would just focus on the guest and then we would save all of our juicy tales for when it's just you and I. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. And yes, I forgot about that little production I'm glad you, we uh, had. I'm glad you, for the second time we've had this conversation, agree again. So that's great. Well, I will <laughs> say that I feel like I'm pretty sure the first time we had this conversation was after recording, so I was a little drunk. Um, oh, okay, okay. So I forgot about it. So drunk me and sober me, or at least I'm more glad, sober me, agrees. I'm glad Jekyll and Hyde were both in agreement <laughs> on this one decision, so... I'm going to call you it Laura which and Lorraine. <laughs> you decide which one's the drunk one and which one's the sober one. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Great. Well, I I mean, okay, to to help us, uh, to help inoculate us into this new world where on guest weeks we don't do the intros because I we got to wean the listener off. So I do have a little bit of, of an intro if you want to, if we want to do that to kind of like wean ourselves off of it. Sure, sure, sure. Like a mini okay. story instead of like right, a, okay, right, cool, cool, right. cool. So I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who got stung by a bee on his big toe yesterday. And joining me on the podcast is the barb in my foot, Laura Arnold. Wow. Talk about mean things you say about the co-host <laughs> in the intro. <laughs> Are you glad that well, I told that story now? You haven't even told the story. I don't even know if it's oh, a worthwhile so- story. I just feel insulted. Well, I was taking Buck for a walk and I was wearing flip-flops because it's summer. So I wear flip-flops until I absolutely cannot feel my feet in the winter anymore. Yes, yeah, same. And <laughs> while I'm walking, um, I I feel like this squishy thing in like like underneath my toe, under like in my sandal. And I was like... I was like, that's weird. Is there like a worm or something in my foot? And I didn't didn't pay any attention to it. And then I like I like pulled my foot out of the the sandal and I saw a bumblebee. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I was like, did I get stung? And then I like, you know, I knocked the bee out of the out of the sandal and then I kept walking. And then literally five steps later, I felt this searing, burning, throbbing pain envelop my toe. And I was like, yep, I sure did. And so I like kept walking and I walked through the pain. And the good thing is, is that like if you're not aware of it, you don't really feel the pain. It's like the it's like the the coyote chasing the roadrunner. When does he fall? When he when looks he becomes down. aware. 
So I guess that's my, I guess that's my, my, we kind of turned this into a little anecdotal advice there. So there's my anecdotal advice. Don't look down. Wow. Two birds, one stone, man. Yeah. Don't be, don't be aware. Don't be aware. And pain will not find you. It's like being dead or stupid. It's only painful for the people around you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's our there's our yeah intro weaning off our intro and uh, and uh, a good anecdotal advice. Um, Who do we who do we got on here today, Laura? Our first guest of season five. I can't believe it. I can't believe season five is even a thing. But anyway. We got a goodie. We got a goodie. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Joining us on the podcast this week is a customer. A a customer? Costumer. Sorry, let me try that again. I almost, I wanted to criticize you and then I realized I read it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you wrote it wrong, but I read it wrong. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, joining us on the podcast this week is a costumer from New York City. His podcast, Life's But a Song, is available now. Welcome to the podcast, John Riley. It's true. It's very true. I work in wardrobe in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. And a friend of mine was uh, production managing a show, and he's like, hey, we really need a wardrobe person. It's a ooh, six-person cast. It's a musical at a, at a church. It's an original. Uh, Gary Busey is the lead. Can you do it? I was just like, yeah. Is that the one where he was playing God? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Oh, my Even God. Even God <laughs> his pants. <laughs> so um, I was the one-man crew, obviously. I don't know if you guys ever wouldn't have been that you know oh yes oh, oh yes. yeah and so i i took i mean i took the job very seriously it's not a Broadway show but i was just like you know what um it's scheduled to run for three months it didn't uh <laughs> you know we have we have gary Busey here who is a nut job but i loved it <laughs> Yeah. He would tell stories, man. Uh, and then uh, the first day of dress rehearsal, we come to find out Gary Busey does not wear underwear. Ever? Like, even in costume? Even in costume. So, That's disgusting. So. Oh, <laughs> no. It was break during the first day of uh, dress tech. And I'm... Uh, you know, you know, you want to make sure all the costumes still look nice and everything. And he has one costume. He wears a suit the whole show. And that's mm-hmm. it. And he does a lot of sitting. Not going to lie. Oh, no. mm-hmm. And I noticed that there was there was a little skid mark back there. So mm-hmm. I'm washing it pissed. And everyone just walks by and is just like, I'm so sorry and i want to laugh but you're giving me a death glare right now so i'm not going to laugh at you but just know i'm laughing on the inside the designer was even just like i want to help but i know i can't do anything and i'm like yeah you know so we had it was so bad we had it we had to talk to um general management i think and we had to be like listen he has to wear underwear 
he has to come here wearing underwear. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> that man needs a bidet is what he needs. It was uh that show. So we were supposed to <laughs> it was supposed to open late October and they were supposed to go until January 5th or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. we had our preview, we opened, and the next day we got our closing notice. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we clo- we closed a week later. <laughs> and he's older, but like, I also, I, I, I was talking to him, I was like, I need to like, not be so hands-on with you. So like, you're going to have to put on some of your costume yourself. And I don't want to see your penis anymore. Um <laughs> Because no underwear. This no, is why you need no to underwear. wear underwear. So he, he then wore underwear and his his wife would help him get dressed. And the his wrangler was out of the room. Yeah, he had a wrangler. Um, that was just for the penis, though. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> he just had a penis wrangler. <laughs> That's his wife. No, no, no. No, no, no. He... It, so you know how uh, on some shows where there's kids, there's a child wrangler or uh-huh. a child guardian who brings them to stage and makes sure that they're in the right costume sometimes or have the prop. That we they hired somebody to be Gary Busey's wrangler. <laughs> He's a grown there, ass man who was there with the script just so Gary could like refresh his memory backstage and holding his coffee. If he was shitting his pants, you shouldn't have given him coffee. <laughs> That's a good point, John. <laughs> you've been you've been a dresser for other like New York Broadway off Broadway shows, yes? Yeah, so I um I started in New York back in 2011 where my first show was actually with Donalyn Chaplin from uh Chapin. Ooh, is that I forgot how to pronounce her last name and I'm so bad right now. From Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um it was Pride and Prejudice the musical. Uh, hmm. for New York Musical Theater Festival. That was like my first New York show as a dresser. And then I've, oh God, there's just so many off-Broadway things I've done. And then I worked at the Met for five years, the Met Opera. And mm-hmm. then from there, I went to uh, Wicked, for the most part, swing dressing. Well, I, I literally was there until the, until the pandemic started. So as a, because your world is, is you know, stitching and sewing and all of that. So That's as a costume designer, dresser, dresser, wardrobe, like what is, I mean, besides obviously having to clean out, you know, feces from people's <laughs> costumes, um, what is something that uh, most people wouldn't think about? Like what, what's, a, what's a part of the job that people wouldn't think about being in, in that world of clothes for shows? I would say probably the amount of time that you have that one has to put in for it because mm. usually wardrobe is like first in last out. Mm. So like, cause you have to do laundry. So, oh, right. And the turnaround for that is sometimes really fast where you're there like for, for uh, only human, the show with Gary Busey, I, I showed up an hour before half hour. So if like mm. we had a show at, Eight, I was there at five thirty. Broadway to, for Wicked as well. We were there an hour before half because there's just so much to set up for that show. Right. right. Uh, but then for Only Human, like I was there 
maybe an hour and a half afterwards because we had mm-hmm. I had to wash everything. Well, and, and like when you were talking about Wicked earlier, like the fact that especially especially with a show like that, because Susan Hilferty's costume design is so so many like it's layered and it's textured and there's so many pieces to them and it's you know in some cases they're putting on the majority of that themselves but in a lot of cases there are people like you there to help facilitate that to keep it organized you know all of that stuff now going through the tracks in my head (laughs) there's some uh actors who you have to help out with certain things Mm -hmm. like um a, a lot of the time the the uh the for dancing through life for example the vests are attached to the pants via Mm. elastic called ballet Mm. um Mm -hmm. it's like there's like buttonhole elastic that they use to keep them attached so like uh putting a vest on you're gonna have to help them Mm because you know you can get you could start but like going over the shoulders is sometimes a little difficult for them Mm -hmm. um or there's another costume where it's like a bodysuit, basically, and you have to help him put the pants on because mm-hmm. they're they're like uh, palazzo wide legged pants. Right. Um, God, that show. <laughs> I haven't I haven't done it. So I've I started there May 2019. So I did like almost a year with them, and mm-hmm. even during the past year of the pandemic, I'm still like running through the tracks Mm. every so often where it's like, okay, okay. And this is when you have to run the basket from left to right. (laughs) You host a couple of of, of, uh, podcasts yourself. And uh, because it kind of started, I remember when I first met you, you were a massive cinephile and Mm -hmm. loved, loved film television. Like you would talk to anybody and everybody about that. And so is that kind of what led you into hosting your podcast? Yeah, I had the idea back in 2019 for Movie Deja Vu, which is a podcast where myself and my co-host Shady, who John knows from Stage Door, um, Mm. we would compare similar movies by creating a verbal Venn diagram. And then once the pandemic hit after she and I like, or after I like crawled myself out of the, out of the slight depression, uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> yep, sounds about uh, right. I, I contacted her and I was like, I think it's time. Let's do it. And so, yeah, cause it's, it's usually the, the two films, they, they would not be ones I would typically put together. Right. We start, we, we purposefully started, with Battle Royale versus The Hunger Games because we're like, we need an audience. And these are the mm-hmm. two move these are two movies that are very much compared to each other. Mm-hmm. Um which I think we said that we oh we had a disagreement about it, if I remember correctly. It's been so long, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then your other podcast is Life's But a Song. <clears throat> yes. Um so some um I want to say it was probably around in November 2020. I watched Smash. I rewatched mm. Smash. Oh. Uh. And I was just like, I want to do a podcast about Smash, but I don't. I want to do <laughs> a recap <laughs> podcast about Smash. So then I morphed this idea into like uh, talking about movie musicals and TV musicals as well. Um, mm. Where... Uh, I would be the host and I'd bring on a new guest every episode. Um, mm. 
So that one is a bi-weekly podcast. I've been going through and editing as fast as I can. Um, meanwhile, you know, trying to uphold the social media content and everything. <laughs> my, yeah, we are. My ins- we're familiar. <laughs> my Instagram is popping, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Ours has cobwebs growing on it somehow. I'm not sure how it's able to do that digitally. Um, oh, oh, wait. Oh. Laura's in charge of Instagram. Rude. So. <laughs> wow. I've not been on our Instagram. Is it good? Maybe you should look at it sometime. Oh, that's a good call. People, look at our Instagram. <laughs> tell me if it's good or not. So for Life's About a Song, it's it's you and the other person. Because uh, you and I, uh, I, I was... Uh, Your episode, like, just came out, what, yeah, like a few a weeks, weeks ago, ago or something like that? Yeah. And uh, we talked about uh, the musical episode of Once Upon a Time. You picked it. I want to say that. I did. I did. It was my choice. And now I have huge regrets for ruining. We won't get into it here because we've already hashed it all out. But go, go listen to it there and then go, yeah. go to my Instagram page and like everything, please. Thank you. <laughs> now it's time for our main segment, the anecdotal dote. Here's how it works. I have selected a random word that only I've seen. Your job, John, is to tell a true story based on that word. Are okay. All right. Your word is water. It was another off-Broadway show I was working on. It was called The Hatmaker's Wife. Um, I was the, again, one-man wardrobe crew and also helped out at the end um, to do a scenic uh, call where um, it, it looked like the apartment was breaking apart. Not part of the story. Anyway, at the end of the show, um, obviously, do laundry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the designer, w- like the production management told like me and the designer, like, you know, we could rent the washer dryer upstairs or we you could hand wash everything. And the designer was just like, there's not a lot of things. He can hand wash everything. And I just went, what? Mm. So at the end of every show, I had to do, uh, there was a routine I had to do. I I wore, you know, as part of like crew, you wear long blacks and everything. Mm-hmm. I had to take my shoes and socks off, roll my pants up, up to my knee. I took my shirt off too, because I had to wash, hand wash everything in a shower. So, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> They couldn't even get you like a bathtub or something. And, well, like, were, it was it wasn't a bathroom, and it was one of those like big plastic tubs that like you can't fit in a sink. So luckily, mm. there was a shower in the bathroom because it was part of like the the dressing rooms and everything. So like I'd stand underneath, hold the tub above my head while I let the water fill it fill it up, and then <laughs> just hand wash like a like I looked like I was. Uh, Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer or something. <laughs> oh my god! And then obviously we had to air dry everything, so uh, it was a nightmare. The worst part was when we did ten out of twelves, and like that's uh, we work ten hours out of twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usually, like a two-hour dinner break or a yeah, two one-hour yeah yeah. So air drying everything 
wasn't good because we were still figuring out like how to situate everything. We ended up having. That's where they had you stand on the roof and just hold everything and run around in circles. <laughs> yes, basically. Okay. We yeah, had, yeah, yeah. They ended up getting me like three box fans that we angled in this the bathroom. This isn't much better. <laughs> we angled in the bathroom just to like get the air circulating and everything. And then there was a uh, dryer rack. And then I had to like rest some things on one of the boxes. It was. <laughs> it was I, let's put it this way. I paid my dues for my union card. <laughs> John, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. Where can people uh, find you? Hold up in my New York City apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, pandemic. No. Um, uh, <laughs> well, our pop, my podcasts, Movie Deja Vu and Life's But a Song are available anywhere, wherever you podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and uh, make sure to give a listen to uh, to my episode of uh, of uh, Life's But a Song. We have some real fun talking about uh, a really bizarre, interesting episode of television. You, you picked it. That's what... I did, I did. I want to solidify. You picked it. It was all me. It was all me. But uh, thank you so much, John. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. This is so, it's so much fun guesting on another podcast because I don't have to worry about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Write to us at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com and let us know. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I graduated college in 2010. I went to California for over a year for a um, internship at PCPA Theater Fest, which they changed their name and I forgot what it is. So, <laughs> really? Yeah, PCPA? I worked, yeah. I didn't realize they changed their name. I applied there once. I had to turn it down. <laughs> when did you? When did you apply? Uh, you know the number of the number of times that I am with theater people and I say I've tried PCP, and they just are like, yeah, of course, yeah, I did too. PCPA is different than PCP. I'm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> PCPA is a theater affiliated with a community college in Santa Maria, California. Yes. So, That's why people don't give me a weird look when I say I've tried PCP, eh? Like <laughs> when I'm trying to be Canadian and I'm like, oh, I've I've tried PCP, eh? Oh. And they're like, oh, yeah, I did an internship there. And I'm always like, what? <laughs> and then I realize they're talking about the theater. Do, do you hear I'm the crickets? Talking about something else. Do you hear the crickets? Uh, that joke is yeah. dead. Yeah. Oh, see, no, the, the thing is I'm going to put roaring applause behind <laughs> all of it. So. That's right. You are the editor of this yep. podcast. <laughs>